Husband. Yes, wife? Let's read the Bible. But we're atheists. Why would we want to do such a thing? Because we live in small town USA and everyone around us quotes this thing extensively and we have no idea how to respond? That's true. Neither of us grew up with religion, yet Christianity is playing a huge part in our country's politics. We're not scholars or academics, so sacrilegious discourse is our first take reaction. This feed houses our reading of the book of Exodus, and each subsequent book will get its own separate feed too. Why are we separating each book? Not all podcast platforms allow access to older episodes. This will ensure our listeners don't lose access to any of our previously released material. You can find our most recent episodes on our main channel, Sacrilegious Discourse. That's right. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Husband. Wife. Guess what? Uh, what? This is our final episode that covers Exodus. I'm almost happy about that. Yes, so am I. I'm sick of the Ark. Although, yeah, I've heard that um, some of the future ones are boring too. Like when we get to Leviticus, apparently that's going to suck. But I'm just excited because we'll have finished hey, two luckily, books of the Bible. Luckily, they have us to get through it. Yeah. But I mean, otherwise, this would you, suck. Why do you keep cutting me off? Because I like cutting you off. Oh my God. So, do you remember what happened last time, asshole? Um, it seems like there was more arc shit. There was more arc shit. And I can't distinguish anymore what it is because right. there's too goddamn much arc shit. Well, there was the, the one guy was building it and the other guy was decorating it. That's right. He was embroidering and, and yeah. Uh, engraving. Yeah. Yeah. Aholiab right. was Aholiab. the. Yeah. From the Trana Dot. Tra- Trana Dan. The Tribe of Dan. Tribe of Dan. Tribe of Dan. Tribe of Dan. Yeah. And then also, um, there was a lot of the word gold and you were a whiny bitch. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, are you ready to finish this up with Exodus chapters 39 and 40? I am. Um, before we get started, though, I do want to reiterate that we have a website up now. We do. I saw it and it looks so cool. Yeah, I just revamped it literally like minutes before we started this podcast. So if you checked it out before, you should check it out again. I'm super impressed, actually. And you interrupted what I was doing and said, come look at what I did. And I had to run into the other room. Because it look. was cool. I know. It's just that I was busy. But then after I looked at it, I was like, damn, good job, babes. Right. So sacrilegiousdiscourse.com. Check it out. And, you know, buy shit because that's awesome. Um, We also have a donate button, which I've got a link on the website to that. So you're welcome to go that route, too, and just donate. Um, We love any help we can get to get this thing moving. 
And reviews and thumbs ups and all that shit. Share and all that stuff. Because you know that's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So what are we? What are we going over today? Exodus chapters thirty nine and forty, which are the final two chapters of Exodus. Woohoo! Let's do this. Okay. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. (laughs) So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to to not cheap. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there so head on over and send us some love yeah okay okay exodus chapter 39 i'm sorry i'm so excited (laughs) and you just can't hide it (laughs) oh that's dumb Uh, the uh, making of the priest's garments this is gonna be so boring and i ain't even mad because i'm just so excited that we're finishing this shit Yeah, yeah yeah right The craftsmen made beautiful, sacred garments of blue, purple, and scarlet cloth, clothing for Aaron to wear while ministering in the holy place, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. I thought we already talked about their garments, though. Like, I remember something about pomegranates and bells and stuff. Well, yeah, that was when they were describing what they were. They weren't describing how and when they made them and who made them. Oh, God. Like, you know, they've got to cover this a million times, because otherwise we might forget that, uh, you know... Aholiab and and Bezalel, yeah, Bezalel, Beelzebub, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice made the fucking garments. So, but now we know, and we know what products to use. We know how much people donated slash um, were taxed slash at gunpoint, right? Knife point, whatever. Fuck cares, right? Um, Bezalel made the ephod of finely woven linen and embroidered it with gold. Wait, no. He did not embroider it because that was a holy ab. They said a holy ab did the embroidery. I know, I know. They're they are liars. giving Bezalel some credit that he does not deserve here. I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. They're always cutting on that tribe of Dan. I know, poor Fuckers. tribe of Dan. They always get shorted, right? Okay, so anyway, Bezalel did not make that and did not embroider it with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. He made, or really did not make. Gold thread by hammering out... Oh, maybe he did this part. Oh, there's hammering involved. Okay. Yeah. He made gold thread by hammering out thin sheets of gold and cutting it into fine strands. Wait, you can cut threads? You can cut gold into threads? That sounds... What? <laughs> it is very malleable. I guess, but that... Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing trying to use Play-Doh. Right? And yeah. it doesn't work as thread. Yeah, No. Okay, sorry. I, I just I'm just curious. You know how he did it? No, how did he do it? With great skill and care, because that's what it says. Right. With great skill and care, he worked it into the fine linen with the blue, purple, and scarlet thread. 
I guess if you're gifted with God's abilities well, to craft. Here's then. what I think. I don't think he actually like put it through a needle and used it to sew. I think he just made very, very thin, tiny strands okay. of gold that he then like braided into the threads. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Like the actual threads were woven and stuff and he just like put this around them very carefully. Okay. I don't know. That's what I imagine. I don't really care. I don't either. <laughs> the ephod consisted of two pieces, front and back, joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces. The decorative sash was made of the same materials, finely woven linen, embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They mounted the two onyx stones in settings of fine gold filigree. We they. Already... I wonder if that's a holy out. Yeah, I don't know. But they already told us about this. The stones, I, well, yeah, I mean, we, this, listen, this, listen. The stones were engraved with the names of the tribe of tribes of Israel, just as a seal is engraved. I bet Dan was last. It's just we already did this. I know. He, he fastened these stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that the priest represents the people of Israel. All this was done just as the Lord had commanded Moses two chapters ago. Just, just keep in mind, <laughs> this is the last of Exodus. We get to start on something new next week. Well, wait, no, not next week. No, next week is the bonus um, that where we quiz, we get quizzed and um, see how well we remember Exodus. And, yeah. And we learn a thing. My answer is just going to be arc for everything. Arc, and find gold, arc, embroidered. Gold. What Lenin colors were used? And Scarlet, blue, and purple. Yeah, that. Bezalel made the chess piece with great skill and care. He did, did everything. Did he do it with great skill and care? He did everything That's amazing. With great I didn't know he did care. it with great skill and care. He, that Bezalel. I, I missed that part, I think. The other he is one hoopy fruit. He made <sighs> it to match the ephod using finely woven gold. No, finely woven linen, embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. He made the chess piece of a single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch nine inches square. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. They mounted four rows of gemstones on it. The first row contained a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. Okay. Okay. The second row contained a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli, and a white moonstone. The third row contained an orange jacinth, an agate, and a purple amethyst. The fourth row contained a blue-green barrel, an onyx, and a green jasper. All these stones were set in gold, set in gold filigree. Okay. Do you ever wonder? We should look up to see if there's an, if there's ever been like somebody that's actually gone out of their way to like recreate this stuff and these garments and stuff. We always say that. We say that over and over again. Right, but I mean, I'm just curious because, like, it's like the blueprints are right here in the Bible, and I'm just curious if there's like literally a physical example of this. Stuff. I told you I already want to order that robe with the pomegranates on it. Because I know, I know the Pope doesn't wear this stuff. No, I mean he wears something fancy, but it's not this. He's got that big old tall hat. What do you think that right? symbolizes? I don't know. Phallic symbol. Gross. <laughs> Everything's a penis joke. Each stone represented one of the 12 sons of Israel and the name of that tribe was engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chess piece to the ephod, they made braided cords of pure gold thread. They also made two settings of gold filigree and two gold rings and attached them to the top corners of the chess piece. My chest does not have corners. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> they tied the two gold cords to the rings on the chess piece. Although remember, what were we watching that we 
just saw where, oh, it was the Star Trek, the original series, and all the ladies had pointy titties. Oh, yeah. Those ladies had corners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their boobs had corners. Yeah, they were sharp. They were sharp. You would cut yourself on their pointy tits. <laughs> Okay, they tied the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then they made two more gold rings and attached them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. Then they made two more gold rings and attached them to the front of the ephod, below the shoulder pieces, just above the knot where the decorative sash was fastened to the ephod. Such important information. I know, right? Yeah. They attached the I'm bottom. I'm riveted. 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 Yeah. They attached the bottom rings of the chess piece to the rings on the ephod with blue cords. In this way, the chess piece was held securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. All this was done just as the Lord had commanded who? Moses. I can definitely see why this ago. is the most important religion in, in all of time. Because, you know, for, at least for American society in general that we base our government around. Because it's so such a good and well-written book, isn't it? The sarcasm is dripping off it of you. It is really... I mean, like, I'm sweating sarcasm right now. Good grief. Oh, Beals above. speaking of which. What? Oh, it's raining. <laughs> like, yeah, it just God started damn. downpouring. Wow. That is crazy how loud it is. So if you hear rain in the background, sorry. Yeah, that's a storm. It sorry. It just started dumping. Yikes. I thought it was a truck going by, and then it just kept going. Maybe and it I'm was like, God pissing. Oh, like, he's shit. Pissed off. He's like, hey, oh. fuckers. Why so angry? <laughs> Bezalel made the robe that is worn with the ephod from a single piece of blue woven cloth with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it. The opening was reinforced with a woven collar so it would not tear. That was nice of them. Yeah. They made pomegranates. See? Yes. Wait, how do you make pomegranates? Uh, oh, okay. So they, they made things that resembled pomegranates. Not You don't make pomegranates. Oh, okay. Pomegranates are plants that grow. I thought they were using actual pomegranates. I thought they were too. But here it says they made pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attached them to the hem of the rope. Maybe there's See, a different meaning for pomegranates? No. They, they made out of yarn things that resembled, resembled pomegranates. Okay. Right. Like It's like if you say they put roses on the dress. Well, no, they put things that looked like roses. They okay. didn't actually put... Right. Roses. But that's not well, what they said last is, Yeah, time. they said they put pomegranates on them. I like, would use real ones, not yarn ones. I mean, like, that's... Until now, that's what they've been saying. Yeah. So... Yeah. A little disappointed. Right. They also made bells of pure gold and placed them between the pomegranates along the hem of the robe, with bells and pomegranates alternating all around the hem. See, we already read this. I know. This robe was to be worn whenever the priest ministered before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made tunics for Aaron and his sons from fine linen cloth. The turban and the special head coverings were made of fine linen. Wait, they wore turbans back then? Oh, that's what this says. That would really piss off a lot of American people that are Christians. Yes, it would, wouldn't it? Like, they wore turbans. They wore turbans, motherfuckers. I mean... Get over yourself. That's crazy. Yeah. And... The turbans and the special head coverings, special head coverings, hmm. were made of fine linen, and the undergarments were also made of finely woven linen. They wore undergarments so that if they went upstairs, you couldn't see up their <laughs> yeah, dresses. That was very important to them. The sashes were made of finely woven linen and embroidered with what colors? Gold. Oh wait, wait, wait. not gold. No, scarlet, blue, and purple. purple. Blue, yeah. purple, and scarlet thread, just as the Lord had commanded. Who? Moses. Two chapters ago. Oh, oh, there goes some Alexa. Alexa, stop. There she go. 
We were so good for so long about knowing when the alarm was going to go off we and forgot. not doing our, our, you know. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, but that was, that was, we need to go to bed now. But we're going to yeah. finish this podcast. Don't worry. We're good. We're good. I think we can manage. We really need to time this better, though. Really do. It happens that like. Was, that was really piss poor on our part. At least that was at the end of a paragraph. Yeah. There's so, that. There's that. So we've had rain. We've had the Amazon Echo go off. What else will we have today? I don't know. Finally, they made the secret medallion, the badge of holiness, of pure gold. Wait, have they talked about this? No. I don't recall that. They engraved it like a seal with these words. Oh, my God. All caps. Holy to the, and then not all caps, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Holy to the Lord? Holy to the Lord. Right? That's how all caps work, right? You yell. Yeah, I guess. That's what they put on there. They put, holy to the Lord. They attached the medallion with a blue cord to Aaron's turban, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. This sounds very um, Middle Eastern and... That's because guess where they were? Middle East. Yeah. I know, but like... And this was pre-Christ. But everybody loves to Americanize Christianity. Yeah. Like, um, that's they weren't, like a big thing. They weren't white. They Imagine. weren't white. It's like they're literally wearing turbans in the fucking Bible. I know. And what's really funny is that certain people are like... I am a Bibleist. I do everything by what the Bible says. And I'm like, but do you though? Right. But do you? I I never saw you wearing a turban, my dear white person. <laughs> okay, next section. The tabernacle articles completed. And so at last, the tabernacle was finished. The Israelites had done everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And they brought the entire tabernacle to moses the sacred tent with all its furnishings clasps frames crossbars posts and bases the tent covering of tanned oh i cannot do this tanned ram skins i don't remember last (laughs) time you're like say it 10 times fast i know it's hard when it's just like in a row like i don't know i can't i I can't read it good it trips you up it does the tent coverings of tanned ram skins and fine goatskin leather, the inner curtain to shield the ark, the ark of the covenant and its carrying poles, the ark's cover, the place of atonement, the table and all its utensils, the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstand and its symmetrical lamp cups, all its accessories and the olive oil for lighting, the gold altar, the anointing oil and fragrant incense, the curtain for the entrance of the sacred tent the bronze altar the bronze grating and its carrying poles and utensils the wash basin with its stand the curtains for the walls of the courtyard the posts and their bases the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard the ropes and tent pegs all the furnishings to be used in worship at the tabernacle the beautifully stitched garments for the priests to wear while ministering in the holy place the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests and a partridge in a pear tree. Wait, so is that it? Yeah. So it's like a traveling circus for Christians. Yeah. So the people of Israel <laughs> followed all of the Lord's instructions to Moses. Then Moses inspected all their work. When he found it had been done just as the Lord had commanded him, he blessed them. The end. It's good because, I mean, if things aren't done quite like they should, Moses tends to kill people. Yeah. Or, so. no, he doesn't get his hands dirty. He just tells them well, to yeah, kill Well, yeah, he'll tell other. somebody to kill him. Yeah. He just is like, sure. hey, y'all over there. Kill yourselves. Like I bet Aholiab and uh, um and uh, Bezalel were sitting there sweating it until he was. I like, bet they were, and they know? they are the only two. That means that like they were in charge of all of this. I bet Aholiab was really sweating because he hardly gets a mention. So like he yeah. was like he was gonna you know shit rolls downhill right. Yeah, Aholiab was gonna get executed. I kind of feel for Bezalel would have just been like banished. Or I kind of feel for Aholiab. Like I feel like 
maybe like he's a kindred spirit, you know? I know, right? Yeah, like, I, I feel like maybe he got roped into this and he's yeah. like, God damn it. Like, I don't have a choice. I just, I gotta do this. Right. Poor guy. All yeah. right, let's see what happens in Exodus chapter 40. Sounds good. <laughs> so okay. She, okay hold on we're laughing because literally my wife picked up the next chapter the last chapter of exodus by the way so yay but she like looked at it and then sighed because we don't plan this we don't like we don't look at this ahead of time so she literally picks it up and sighs and i'm like oh god damn it this is gonna suck isn't it yeah because the setting up of the tabernacle Jesus i know like that's the title of the next section so i just i read uh, it and i was like oh oh my god like okay exodus the <gasps> ikea chapter yeah, as my wife yeah. originally pointed out yeah okay we're, we're almost here okay I yeah. mean, we're here, but we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost done. We're so close. <sighs> Just okay. truck through this, huh? Let's get this done. Yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses, set up the tabernacle on the first day of the new year. I ain't got a calendar, y'all. <laughs> place the Ark of the Covenant inside and install the inner curtain to enclose the Ark within the most holy place. This Didn't he already tell God. him how to do this? He did. He did. But My this God. Is... <laughs> what the fuck? Either Moses was he very He literally simple. had like written instructions or something, didn't I know. he? I mean, they do now, at the very least, so. Yeah. Well, I think that these people were very simple. I mean, they obviously didn't have memes, so they had no context for greater understanding of more than one thing. They were just so simple back then. I guess. Then bring in the table and arrange the utensils on it, and bring the lampstand and set up the lamps. Place the gold incense altar in front of the Ark of the Covenant, then hang the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle. So, let me get this straight. Put the curtain where the curtain goes. Got it. Yeah. Place the altar of burnt offering in front of the tabernacle entrance. Set the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Then set up the courtyard around the front of the tent and hang the curtain for the from the courtyard for the courtyard entrance. You know how older people tell stories over and over again because they God they is forget old that they boring. told you already. Yeah, God is. I old feel and like boring. yeah, God is. He's losing it, man. Oh my like, gosh. I don't want to be that person, and I'm so scared I'm already headed that way, because sometimes I do tell stories just to hear myself talk. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of what this is about? I guess. I don't know, but I'm like, he 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 literally says the same things over and over and over, over, and again, over again, all the time. He's repetitive. Take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all its furnishings to consecrate them and make them holy. Anoint the altar of burnt offering and its utensils to consecrate them. Then the altar will become absolutely holy. <laughs> There's that absolutely, absolutely holy. There's degrees of holiness, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I thought it was like kind of, are you pregnant or aren't you? Are you holy or aren't you? Yeah, but no, there's there's definitely degrees. Wow. Okay. Next, anoint the wash basin with its stand to consecrate them. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle and wash them with water. Why? You're just going to splash blood on him. <laughs> Dress Aaron with the sacred garments to, and anoint him, consecrating him to serve me as a priest. Then present his sons and dress them in their tunics. Anoint them as you did their fathers, so they may also serve me as priests. With their anointing, Aaron's descendants are set apart for the priesthood forever, from generation to generation. Awesome. Mm. So, what happens if that line dies out? There's no, like, uh... Backup? Yeah, is there a backup plan? Mm. I don't know. Or does care. Christianity just end? Uh, look, or I'm, Judaism, I'm yawning because I'm so bored. Yeah, no, I know. 
I think it's shitty that like Moses is the guy, but it's his brother Aaron. Yeah, I don't quite understand that. Like, I don't either. I don't, and like, Aaron seems like a you know kind of a he's aloof a bit. You know, like he's not yeah. he's not really because I mean he, he built that golden idol. Like he's not really involved in anything. Yeah. He doesn't talk to God. Yeah, he's just like he, gets, he gets to wear the shit. He gets like, to wear the shit, and his children forever after are like, phew, we're good with like God. even back in Egypt. Like Moses was kind of running the show. Yeah, and then Aaron gets the spoils. You know. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? But what's really funny is that... I know Moses that, doesn't really want it, but still. But what's really funny is that um, you had never heard of Aaron not being a, a even slightly religious person or having ever read the Bible. No. You had no idea that Aaron was equally as important as Moses. No, I mean, I would have guessed it was an, a Bible name because there's lots of Aaron. Sure, but you, but know. you didn't know, like, oh, it's Moses' brother who also did a lot of that Moses-y stuff. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, you hear about Moses, you never right. hear about Aaron. Right, right? that's what I'm like, saying. Moses is the guy. Like, if you don't know Bible stuff, you're like, who the fuck is Aaron? He's some Bible guy. Right. No, he's actually not just a Bible guy. He's actually, like, the Moses guy. He, But he's not really, though. But, well, but I mean, it's the two of them. It's the two of them, but, like... Moses does all this shit and talks to God all the time, and then Aaron just is. Well, I think what it is is, like, Moses is supposed to be the the Jesus character that is the bridge between the people and God. Okay. You know what I mean? And then Aaron is the one who is, like, the popey guy that actually, like, deals with the people. Got it. I mean, that's my impression. Okay. So, it's both of them hand in hand. Got it. I could be wrong. Like, what the fuck do I know? I'm, no, I, I'm yeah, no Bible I mean, expert. Whatever. It's it's weird. It is weird. Moses proceeded to do everything just as the Lord had commanded him. So the tabernacle was, oh my god, set up on the first day of the <laughs> first month of the second year. Let me read that again. The tabernacle was set up on the first day of the first month of the second year. The second year. Yeah. Wait, which second year? I don't know. What was the first one? Was the yeah. first one them coming to the mountain? I don't know, but like what? I'm not all of a sudden we're counting years. Yeah, but what? When did we start counting years? I don't. Well, they've been around Mount Sinai for a year, so maybe like during Since the, then that that's the start of of what type year? of time? This like, this year that they're talking about, right? But in in relation what to is it really, in relation to what? Yeah, I don't know. Second year. Okay. First day of the first month of the second year. Okay. Wait. First day of the first month. Of the second year. Okay. I didn't I, even I know mean, they did months. It doesn't make like, any oh, sense. Okay. Like, literally makes no sense. It's just, like, they left parts out. Yeah, like a huge... Like, they talked about the fucking arc enough, but... Yeah. I don't understand what the time frame but, means. But when did it happen? Fuck knows. Right. Moses erected the tabernacle by setting down its bases, inserting the frames, attaching the crossbars, and setting up the posts. Then he spread the coverings over the tabernacle frame and put on the protective layers just as the Lord had commanded him! He took the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant and placed them inside the ark. Then he attached the carrying poles to the ark and he set the ark's cover, the place of atonement, on top of it. Now just remember that was a rewrite that he put in the the, the ark because he broke the first pair when he yeah, came down. Yeah, I know. It's second draft. Yeah, second draft. Then he brought the ark of the covenant into the tabernacle and hung the inner curtain to shield it from the view. From view, not the view. <laughs> the view, like the show. Like <laughs> Joy Behar would have... You know, a fit. Right, right. <laughs> okay, sorry. 
shield it from view, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the table in the tabernacle along the north side of the holy place, just outside the inner curtain. And they're he, making it sound like he's doing this all by himself. He is. He's I, setting up this whole elaborate thing all know. by himself. He's he's in charge of it, okay. so he might as well be. Right. I don't fucking know. Right. And he arranged the bread of the presence on the table before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. So they could have just said the Lord commanded him to do a whole lot of shit, and he did it all. Right. No, I mean, like I think the last half of che- of Exodus could have been combined into like one little section. Yeah. And I'd have been happy with that. Like Still this is so, so extra, so extra. <laughs> he set the lampstand in the tabernacle across from the table on the south side of the holy place. Then he lit the lamps in the Lord's presence, just as the Lord had commanded him. He also placed the gold incense altar in the tabernacle in the holy place in front of the inner curtain on it. He burned the fragrant incense just as the Lord had commanded him. He hung the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle and he placed the altar of burnt offering near the tabernacle entrance. On it, he offered a burnt offering and a grain offering, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar. He filled it with water so the priests could wash themselves. Wash yourself. <laughs> Moses and Aaron and Aaron's son used, used water from it to wash their hands and feet and probably also their balls. Whenever they approached the altar and entered the tabernacle, he didn't even like laugh or anything. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I I was thinking of something to say, and then it didn't it didn't congeal in my head. So quickly enough. No, yeah, it was it was gonna be really good, and it was gonna be like the most hilarious thing that I've ever said on this podcast. And then I completely forgot what I was gonna say. I was wondering because I just said that they're yeah, gonna no, wash I, their balls. Yeah, I totally, I totally and, just like. You were like blacked out for a minute. You were just like whatever. Yeah, no, it was, it was gonna be good. Whatever I was gonna say, it was gonna be some good shit. Oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned what we didn't hear. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, I just figured you should know what you're missing out on. Whenever they approached the altar and entered the tabernacle, they washed themselves just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he hung the curtains forming the courtyard around the tabernacle and the altar, and he set up the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. So at last. Moses finished the work. Awesome. You know, I got a question though. Oh, what? <laughs> so <laughs> like I have like, one paragraph no, left. I know, but there's this whole elaborate thing where they got to dress Aaron and dress his kids and all this other crap, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if they do all this stuff and they've already washed their stuff and then you got to take a shit? I guess that you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe their constitutions were better back then and they could, you know, hold it. I don't know. To don't more know. appropriate times. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, that seems like, I don't know, whatever. Who whatever. cares? I mean, that's like the question, do bears pee and poo while they're in hibernation? Like, you know, does it matter? You know, that's a good question. Well, I asked that once. And you know what? Everybody that commented was like, you should Google it. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm asking, does anybody know before I Google it? Right. I don't like, think anybody knows the answer to that. No, actually, researchers, this is stuff. No, I mean, research. like, normal oh, people, not right. researchers. But, I, like, I was just like, it was one of those, you know that meme with the the dinosaur and he puts his claw under his chin and it's Velociraptor or what the fuck ever. And, yeah. you know, he's a philosophy but, guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was one of those, like, hmm, I wonder, yeah. thoughts, ponderings, you know? Right. And the answer is... Um, their systems slow down, so there is very little waste. They they hmm. excrete very little waste. That's very interesting. Right? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. 
Okay, ready? We're about to finish this motherfucking chapter. All right. I mean, not book. just the chapter, the, the book. book the, yeah. the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus. <sighs> the cloud over the tabernacle. Oh, did God come to view the tabernacle? In a cloud, In apparently. A cloud. I mean, he likes to be clouds. He's so cloudy. Apparently. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Oh, my gosh. Is a cloud glorious? Because I always think of cloud like gray skies, like you are my sunshine. You know. I don't know. I mean, like, I've never seen a god cloud before. To be fair, you make me happy when skies are gray. Like, I. But I've, you know, I've never seen a, a cloud. holy cloud. I've never seen a holy cloud. It's just that clouds don't seem like happiness and joy. I did when I was hiking on a mountain. I really enjoyed being amongst the clouds up there. When I flew on an airplane, I liked being in the clouds and then looking down over the clouds. Right. That That's was pretty cool, cool too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that was one holy cloud. But like when there's clouds on the ground, it's pretty much just fog. And yeah. fog's kind of annoying. Yeah. And dangerous. Dangerous. Right. You shouldn't drive in fog. Right. Okay, Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the cloud had settled down over it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. You can't walk through a fucking cloud? <laughs> that sounds like pea soup, not cloud. Right, and wasn't he up there in the cloud when God yeah, was over was. Mount Sinai? Yeah, and he's already, like, he wears a veil over his face because he's seen yeah. the glory of God or what the fuck ever. Right. Now, whenever the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out on their journey following it. But if the cloud did not rise, they remained where they were until it lifted. It's, Wait, so it's the cloud's just going to like permanently stay over the tabernacle? It's red light, green light. When the cloud lifts, then they're like, quick, go. And then the cloud comes back down and they're like, red light, stop. What the fuck is this shit? It's freeze tag. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day. And at night, fire glowed inside the cloud so the whole family of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. The end. So the tabernacle is supposed to be set up where this cloud is. Is that basically what it boils down to? And, and the cloud essentially is is the presence of God. Yeah. Or something along those something lines. Something along those lines. And it's going to like light fires inside the tabernacle. Sure. And, but isn't, isn't Aaron and his son supposed to like preach in there and shit isn't that supposed to be part of it too i thought that was they go in there and wash their balls and and their hands and their feet but it sounded like at the end that they built it just for a fucking cloud that's what it sounded like to me too okay so, i'm just trying to be you know like understand what's going on it here. sounds like it's, it's not just a cloud but a cloud that they got to pack up that whole fucking contraption and follow wherever right, it goes right like oh shit the clouds the cloud's moving. Get the fucking tabernacle and the drapes and the fucking... The curtains and the... Wash basins and the fucking utensils. And the and candles and the oils. And we gotta hurry. It's getting away. God damn it. I dropped a pomegranate. Fucking hell, that goddamn cloud. It's always moving around. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, we have finished Exodus. Let's hope things get better in... What's next? Leviticus. Leviticus is next? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then after Leviticus is Numbers. I don't know what Numbers is. I think Numbers is supposed to be pretty decent. Is it? Maybe. All right. Exit. Well, Genesis, anyway, Exodus, Leviticus, It doesn't really numbers. fucking matter. We're reading the Bible from beginning to end. We got to get through it one way or the other. So, yeah. you know, you'll just hear a lot of, like, exasperation on my end because... 
Holy shit. Yeah, this I'm, is... I, I need a story or two. I can't I can't deal with all this crap. This is kill. Like, they need to stop talking about the same goddamn thing over and over again. But apparently they can because they did and they do. And and I don't know exactly what Leviticus is, but... It's a lot of begats. It's a lot of begats from what I thought. That's what yeah. I thought. So, yeah. like, it's like maybe an entire book of begats, possibly. Yeah. So, we'll have to find a way to make it fun. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe we should read ahead a little bit. And if it's an entire book of begats, maybe we should just like read it, but then like speed up the speed and do it all in one sitting. Oh, that could be fun. I mean, I'm just saying. Like maybe we should not subject our people that are listening to our us people. to an entire book of of uh, of fucking begats. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, well, we have time to figure it out. Yeah, we need to figure that shit out before we just spend like. Three months reading fucking names. Yeah. Because that sounds like I might go crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, we we will come up with something and we've got a couple of weeks to work on that because next week is our bonus episode because we are officially done with Exodus. All right. Way to go, everybody. Woo-hoo! Congrats on finishing two books of the Bible. and We'll see you soon. Yep. Husband. Wife. Can I say the things now? Yes. Okay. So you had a list of items that you wanted people to check out? Yeah, definitely. Um, Make sure you check us out on Twitter. We are there under the handle sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'd have gone with that. Yep. Um, We also would love to get emails from you because we love hate mail, fan mail, the whole nine yards there. That email address is sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. And we are now on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on YouTube, you're going to be running a little bit behind what our schedule is for our podcast because you're going to be hearing stuff from two months before if you are caught up. You're in the past. You're in the past. So you should join us on our podcasting apps that are available. So like you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm on um, CastBox. Yeah, my wife's special. She's on CastBox. I like CastBox. And then on any of the things that you're on, we always would love it if you would like and subscribe. That helps us out so, so much. So, Yeah, do those things. Do those things, and we will see you guys next week. Sure, sure we will. It's on Thursdays. Yeah, that. Okay, bye.